episode 99. 99. We're so close. Oh, we're so close. Oh. And then what? Maybe 101. We just keep going. Do we, do we keep going? Oh, my God. Oh. It's like... Um, Could you imagine we just stopped? Well, I was Why? actually... I was going to... Because we've already kind of like... What, what exactly... Can I just move this? Yeah, absolutely. If it's just like in the listeners' ears, as the microphone moves on the table. I wouldn't be that bad. You know, when you have a... You're counting the days. You're like, oh, it's day this, it's day that, yeah. it's day this. Or, or when you did your 100 days of drawing even. Yeah. And you got to day 100 and it's like, now what? I just kept drawing. I mean, having said that, it's not like we're podcasting to a hundred episodes. No, it wasn't. A, it's not a specific goal. It's a milestone. Goal. It's a milestone because our goal is to actually like mm. just continue to do this, like like we are now. Well, similar to my hundred days of drawing, I was it was just to get me actually practicing and just just doing the art. It wasn't and just drawing. It wasn't actually when I kept going. I remember someone said, "Oh, but you finished. You've gotten to a hundred. Like, yeah, well, I'm gonna stop. Like the whole point was for me to like create a new habit. Yeah." That was the whole point. I was like, this is such a weird thing. She's like, oh, okay. It was like really weird. It was mm. this really unusual. Yeah. Like, okay. That's a really odd comment to make. I'm like, well, I, I I'm like you want me to stop? Because I, I can if you don't really enjoy them, <laughs> even though you've liked them. Yeah. I if I hold your opinion in such high regard. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, obviously we're going to continue going. But um, well, there, we we're, have to because we haven't reached our goal. No, we haven't. We haven't. So we're still in but the even process. Then, I, we think we probably, I don't know. Well, yeah, there's there's designs. I've already thought of ideas, thought we can do once we've reached our goal. Oh, okay. Without, I think I have shared this. No, I have shared this with you. Oh, I have spoken sorry. about it. But I don't want to jump the gun. No, because um, we don't know what situation we're going to be in. Well, you know, I mean, the, the really cool thing would be if we actually if we actually were able to financially liberate ourselves and, mm. and put ourselves into a really cool position and make a really have a meet really cool people and have a cool network and all that sort of stuff. And actually develop some sort of a name for ourselves if this ultimately grows and becomes bigger, which would be awesome. But like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump the gun, so that's fine. Sounds cool. <clears throat> um, it would be really cool for to bring on other people as guests. So have yeah, I mean maybe professionals that we might meet in that's the network right. that help us, yeah. and we can actually interview them and talk to them as guests about you know and what share some of their advice and all that kind of stuff. Sure, but also bring on people as guests that are kind of in a similar position to us, like oh, in their own process. Yeah, in their own process. That's fun. So you did tell me this. I did tell you that. So it's like if we actually de- <laughs> if we develop a network and build sort of build something, then interview guests who are pr- part of that network and professionals yeah. and can impart sort of knowledge and wisdom and you know give mm. kind of snippets about what they do, and we can share that on the podcast. But also, yeah, bring on people who are like us, like the position that we're in right now, yeah, and and have a chat in about the middle of it. yeah, like mm. what's what's going on for you, like what's your story type thing, and then actually start to share information and. And like that's really beneficial educational material with mm. uh, like people who are you know very very knowledgeable in their field, yeah. but also bring on people who like us are clueless and trying to stumble their way through. And, yeah, and, and work together. And yeah, work together and share share people's stories. Oh, so it'll be like a kind of double pronged sort of podcast in the future. Would be uh, good thing it's not a visual podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was that? <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. Oh, I want to describe it. it. I just made a <laughs> silly, silly hand gesture when I said double pronged. Anyway, so that that was sort of uh, what I was thinking could be a really fun design for the yeah. podcast, like further down. But again, we yeah. have to actually get into that position first. So I'm not going to jump the gun. No. Not going to jump the gun. But I think there's a space for it. I think there's a place for it. I think it's a cool idea. Are you going to share about um, our two new listeners? Yeah, we, we've I got. Probably a, won't listen to this until oh, a very long time. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm, I'm making oh. friends at work, which is really nice, and that 
again, that happened organically because I, I, I know that not that I'm like a social psychologist and I'm like a whiz when it comes to social interactions and all that. <laughs> I don't like enforcing myself upon people. Like, no, you don't. I like, I like sort of stepping the back when I'm in a new environment observing. and just surveying, observing, kind of becoming part of the furniture so that you get used to being there, they get used to you being there, and then you can kind of slowly start to work in a little bit of humour into your interaction. Interac- <laughs> So, it is a bit of an, um, a silly night. So it's probably we're, a bit we're silly a little night. bit delirious. Yeah. So uh, who knows where the fuck this will go? Uh, work a little bit of silly, uh, a little bit of silliness, and a little bit of humor into interactions, and then, um, <laughs> and then from there, you know, you're like, oh, he's not a bad guy, and you kind of, you know, start to develop and build relationships there. So no, I am at a, at a nice stage now where I can interact with you know everybody and kind of everyone knows That's me, nice. and it's nice. And I sort of am making friends, which is yeah. really nice too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's really good. I actually mentioned the other day to um, one of the one of the guys I work with that I have a podcast. And he's like, oh, wow, it's like, yeah, really cool. And um, like I told him the the name and, and show, like on Spotify and stuff. And, yeah, he's looked it up and him and uh, him and uh, the, his, his housemate, uh, they're listening to it as well. Or, so nice. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the living situation is, but like, they listen to it together, yeah. which is really nice. Aww. And uh, so, yeah, they actually they started, started They started all the way back at episode one. I'm like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, the next episode's 99. I'm like, I promise I promise, don't be disheartened <laughs> by the audio quality or whatever. However, we sound when we're talking, I, we, it, it, it's all gotten oh, better. Hey, you the went board. to the audio and I went to, oh my God, are we, we're going to be. Just the conversation quality. The conversation quality. quality and just the skills. They really liked it, which yeah, is awesome. That was like, so they got nice. such nice feedback. It was really cool. I got to thinking about actual things. I'm like, I, didn't, I wouldn't have even got that out of it, but it's so yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point to have that, just to. Um, uh, be relatable on any yeah. level and just kind of get the brain going and just thinking about things for a little a little bit in a different way or a little bit more. Well, it's just it's in hearing different perspectives too, right? Yeah. And I guess this is – I'd like to think this is a relatively unique podcast in the way we're kind of going about it. Like we're not necessarily about – we're broadly speaking, obviously, we have a goal that we want to become financially independent, mm. right, and that incl- and build our own wealth. So generally we're trying to we're, we're what, yeah. find the, the route there, right? Mm. And we're making plenty of mistakes and, and fucking up plenty of times along the way. <laughs> but we're trying to be super like aware of what's happening and then mm. the content is sort of tailored around that journey. And so it's like we kind of touch on so many different sort of topics. And they picked up on that straight away from the first episode. Like really I love nice. how many different topics, things you, you, you spoke about. And it was just funny revisiting the content of that first episode when they were talking about it. Mm. And it's like this is a little bit of like a sort of what our plan is for episode 100. Honey, is, you weren't supposed to say anything. I thought I, we already said it last week. Oh, yesterday in the last episode. No, I didn't. Oh, well, you probably said it, even though you were like, no, we won't say anything. And then you end up being the one who say, says Like it. I always do. But anyway. Like you always do. Anyway, it was funny just oh, like what revisiting. What a surprise that's going to be for our listeners. Revisiting some of that content. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. I, I got pregnancy sass, sorry. You do. It's really funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, revisiting some of that content. We're like, oh, my God, like so much water has flowed under the bridge. I'm like, and I said, I'm like, oh, my God, it was so long ago. And I'm like, well, it wasn't really. It was fucking like August. <laughs> so anyway anyway and it was really really awesome like i'm it was so nice to sort of hear and i actually asked one of them like what sort of what do you appreciate about it so far like i know you've only just started listening but i haven't actually really put it out there i might call it market research <laughs> but i'm like what actually do you sort of did you appreciate about it and what perhaps would you be interested in like sort of hearing or or I what kind of content episode, honey, i know so. i know that's why, that's why i'm like i'm not i understand I, it was just because we're there i was just yeah, talking right, about it yeah. 
Um, and yeah, one of them said about like financial, uh, like how to save, like in episodes, if there's mm. any episodes or anything, any content we've made on like how to save money. And I've obviously spoken in drips and drabs through, throughout the entire podcast on like how we sort of structure our finance and how I like my spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff. Like if you've been listening for a long time, you, you know, obviously that I, I like my spreadsheets. You're a big spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they picked up on that. Obviously, we must have been talking about it or made a reference to it early on, mm. I think, because it brought it up. Anyway. And um, yeah, one of them was like, was was actually interested in the way I structure my um, mm. our finances. And I said, if you're interested, like I can actually show you how I do it. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we set up a nice little date. And so oh, I was actually we were so going cute. to we were going to record episode one hundred. We were, so we were going epi- to record Sorry. episode one hundred <laughs> tomorrow morning. But um, no, this this has come up, and I'm really excited. Yeah. So, depending on how it goes, he would be my second client. <laughs> <laughs> First client was very satisfied. Very satisfied. It uh, building a house. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, they put the hard work in, and I just you know yes. just yeah the first sort of nudges in the right sort of mm-hmm. direction financially because. Ultimately, and I've said this, you know, for the last couple episodes, obviously, I'm, I'm really interested in that area of finance mm. and especially personal finance and yeah. like personal empowerment through your finances as well. Yeah. Getting yourself on track. I don't have all the, the wherewithal or all the knowledge to be able to provide specific financial you advice or anything. Experience. But I have That's- first-hand experience on meticulously managing your own budget. And so that's what I can do. If there's another word for meticulous that's even more meticulous than meticulous. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, it's I'm meticulously meticulous when it comes to, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, you know, I, I showed him and you're really interested. So, we're, we're going to do that tomorrow and we're going to, yeah, sit down and go over some stuff. That's and I'm really so excited. Nice. Yeah, That's really so awesome nice. dude. And I'm like so grateful if I could actually be of any service in any way, shape, or form like mm. that. But then I was like, too, yeah, I mean, if it is, if it does like work out and it's really well, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not providing financial advice as such. It's no. just I'm giving, providing a tool, yeah. like the tool that I use that that I've developed for myself when mm. it comes to managing my own budget, uh, you know, and that's kind of it. And then, like, I can just give you, the, pass that on to people, yeah. right? And I can actually provide they, that service. They do their own adjustments. Well, that can be my, that can be my, perhaps my little side hustle. Maybe Ooh. I should stop being such a pussy and just put myself out there and be like, hey, um, you know, if if you're interested, you slap you if get- you would like any assistance <laughs> with your personal budget and and structuring it, and how you can go about looking at your personal finances and that and and uh, whatnot, I'm absolutely available and and open and interested to work and and get into that because I want to. And um, I don't have any specific qualifications in fo- the, like finance itself or accounting or anything itself, but I have plenty of experience, obviously, as you would know if you've listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> I am available. Mm. You can get in touch with me uh, if you are interested or if you have a family member or someone mm. else who you think could potentially benefit from uh, this like, yeah, p- personal budgeting tool, mm. essentially. So, yeah, anyway, I'll Wonderful. put that out there. But, yes, so yeah. quite exciting. That's so, fine. But we were going to ep- record episode 100, but now not. We'll, we'll do that next week. That's a big episode anyway to, um, to record. So, yeah, it'll well, be we're going to be tired one. today, tonight mm. and in the morning. So, yeah. it's okay. It is totally fine. Like I said, we'll still, regardless of whether we recorded it tomorrow or next week, I still would have posted a Wednesday because, like, mm. you know, it, it's boxing that in Australia anyway for obviously our Aussie listeners because we've got a couple around the world, mm. which is awesome. <laughs> uh, so but nice. it's Boxing Day here for for us on the on the twenty sixth on the Monday when we otherwise would post. Yeah. So it's like you know leave that sort of you know that that period yeah, of time but, over Christmas. Yeah. I mean, plus for people probably away as well. Plus, even for the US, I think it's um yeah we're a day ahead, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 So it's Boxing Day for us is Christmas Day over there mm. too. So it's just Wednesday is nice and clear from all the public holidays for everybody involved. Mm. So anyway, that's that's nice. um yeah, so we'll do that. So it okay. doesn't doesn't ultimately matter. So wonderful. But anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to kind of share that. That was a really lovely experience and just to kind of continuously get that really positive feedback about the podcast itself. Mm. Uh because yeah, I mean, we sit here and we talk and we have these conversations and for us, a lot of the time, it's it's we're rehashing what we've already discussed and what we've already spoken about. Mm. And this is sort of the norm for our relationship, how we sit here and talk. Yeah. And so, f- for us, it's kind of like we're in our own bubble here and we're talking to a microphone and then Which, you kind of you hear feedback from people and you're like, whoa, this is like- It's actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah, like I haven't thought of it like that before. That and for us, it's like, it's just, we're just so used to, It's not saying that like we're above. I'm not putting us on a pedestal God, or anything. No. But it's just like- Having another perspective. Yeah. Us, yeah. Right, we're just used to this sort of dynamic, and so mm. being able to share that's just such a bloody privilege, I tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I love our listeners. They're um, they're beautiful. I actually forgot we. I never spoke about my catch up that I had with um one of my um one of the listeners. Mm. That was really cool because when I um when I fell pregnant, when I wanted a home birth, she wanted to share um her experience with home, and I won't say too much. It's just private, but I just want to say that it was actually an a really incredible conversation i think we were like two hours we were talking at a cafe and yeah well she, she was sharing with me her experiences for, for both of her um labors and pregnancies and really helpful as well um to for, for me to actually uh be able to kind of stand by my conviction of being like yeah stand by my uh my beliefs and how i want to do this and it's really helpful when you have people in your life that actually support you like that instead of instead of questioning. We'll go down that track actually because that's quite interesting. I just really quickly before that wanted to just mention like because you, you're catching up with the listener and like new listeners and like talking about the mm. content itself. It's such a weird, surreal experience yeah, like having having this kind of podcast where we're basically just like pouring ourselves out yeah. and like just talking on the fly and sharing ourselves like so flippantly. Mm. And then, like, actually hearing people who have listened to it. It's it's an incredibly nerve-wracking experience mm. because it's not like we're curating content about a certain topic. It's no. like we're literally sharing, sitting here each night and just our sharing lives. our own life, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you when you sort of know people that are listening, it's like and, you, and you're talking to them yeah. about it. It's, it's really daunting because you're like, I, I don't know, you, you know, you don't, you don't sort of, it's, it's like it's such, it's such a personal thing. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so nice to be able to share that. Like I love sharing it, but there's yeah. still that element of like, oh my god, it's like terrifying to actually have a conversation with someone who's listening about it. I I don't feel that terrifying. I actually feel like it's really nice because there's someone who want, is listening. Yeah, of course. Um, and and obviously, if they're listening for more than one episode, it's it's obviously there's obviously something in it for them and yeah. whatever. It, even if they don't know yet exactly as well, um, there's still something there. And it's just getting to know. It's kind of like I feel like it's kind of like a friendship thing. Like you're building friendships, yeah. But it's not like direct. It's kind of you know it's weird this like cyber world that we live in now, yeah. digital age. I never thought that, but yeah, like I've gotten close to um, this particular woman um, over the last two years around that situation. But yeah. I, I didn't know her before, and then um, we started talking. And then, yeah, and then we started the podcast and then she started listening and she's been, you know, listening from day one yeah, and it's been, awesome. it's been incredible. And, I, you know, the, the, the friendship is great and it's supportive and yeah. we're there for each other. Just it's, it's really nice to have that 
um, that kind of support on the, the personal level, the real deep level when she understands you, when you understand each other and you're well, open is, and you're just here. This is the weird present. thing that it kind of feels so one-sided a lot of the time. So when you're actually talking to someone who's listened to the podcast and it's like they it's like one-sided in the sense that they're getting such a, such an insight into the way we think mm. and the way we operate and what's going on in our lives at that point in time. And yeah. it's it's we know next to nothing about like yeah, their, their personal right, things. Yeah. So it's like it's so one-sided. That's why I, like, I like asking questions. And mm. I, think I, do, I don't think I do it enough. But to ask questions about what has influenced – I mean, she shared a lot anyway, um, even before, how um, the, the co- particular conversations that we've had or particular things that we're speaking about – excuse me – and um, like she wanted you to finish off uh, <laughs> some sort of analogy about a cake, and then um, but she was really interested in it, mm. like just fascinated by it. It's like you didn't finish the thought, yeah. And it's really funny because that's kind of how because like, our conversations go go and we jump from thing to thing, and, yeah. And it was it's just really good to even be like you know oh, that was important to someone, mm. you know, just the the rest of that is kind of like you you're missing a piece of a puzzle, yeah. And just to think it's like oh how can I. I just think it's yeah, it's it's weird being on this end of the microphone, yeah. and not not like yeah, not seeing who you're talking to mm. as well, or who is in kind of viewing. And, and yeah, but you know, obviously not being able to actually have that conversation because it's like as we're yeah, talking and up. someone's listening, yeah, it's like things will probably pop up in their head, like that they'd respond to, or they'd pull yeah. us up on, like rebuff us with, yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's you, obviously you don't get that instant feedback, right, mm. and. So it's the, it's the strangest thing. We, we end up waffling, <laughs> going on our tangent. But like, even even like again, I, I had I was having a really fucking awesome conversation with a with um, one of my workmates today about just a range of different things from politics, economics, into mm. sort of general kind of philosophy and that sort of thing. And it was just came out of nowhere today, and it was just an awesome conversation. We sit at different ends of the political spectrum, but I think we we share in gen in in common the idea of I think the individual empowerment nice. as a as a the basic necessity for society, yeah. which is just nice. It's really nice to have that fundamental, but then have very different perspectives on how to sort of reach that ideal. And it's just to have that, just to have those types of discussions where you can be in a completely different, come from a completely different ideological perspective, mm. have realized how much you actually have in common, have a good faith discussion and, and actually open up and grant each other each other's points as well and see the validity in each other's arguments and not trying to one up each other or mm. anything like that. It was just one of those really cool conversations that you just don't have very often these days. Because there's very es- rare, especially when you're getting into those political topics, yeah, uh, or topics that are highly politicized, you get very rapidly it, it, the conversation just devolves into just name calling and trying to one up and gotcha and and straw manning and all that kind of shit. And it's just it's so it's it's, it's reactive. It's very frustrating. It's incredibly reactive, and it's it's so frustrating. When it's like I want to have an actual genuine a genuine conversation because there's a good conversation to be had where we can mm. share points and. I might be like pro-free markets, pro-capitalism for numerous different reasons. You might be completely the opposite way inclined, but you you've still got absolutely bloody valid points, right? Mm. Like I said, I, I'm, I, and I've said it like previously, I'm, I'm very ideologically opposed to, I haven't read, I've read the Communist Manifesto. I've read Lenin and, uh, oh shit, who else have I read? A couple of other like sort of communist, yeah, that that kind of left wing stuff, and there's the, there's a lot that I fundamentally disagree with on the fun, but there's mm. still there's still elements of of the points that they make and yeah. their reasoning that I'm like that is it's fucking hell like it's so true. Yeah. Like as I'm reading State and Revolution, I'm I'm like reading it out to you saying 
these things are issues today. Yeah. They're genuine fucking issues yeah. that we're experiencing today. And yeah. these, the, the, the communists were fucking on the money with a lot of this stuff. With a lot of their the way that they were perceiving the issues that were there, and they're still they're still they're still plaguing us. Mm. I, like I said, there's plenty plenty that I disagree with, and I come from a completely different ideological perspective. Yeah. But there's still very valid points that you 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 know there needs to be a way to bridge that divide and yeah. and to be able to talk about validate it. Validate basic points that at least you can instead, instead of, of going, generalizing every, like communism is just communism mm. and just what it what people generally see it as instead yeah. of going hang on what is, what is the thinking behind it why is it a thing what were the problems what problem did they which were they trying to solve yeah with that yeah, yeah. that's absolutely and <clears throat> it's just being open being having just being really super open to hearing something else and not necessarily always having a point to respond with too mm. maybe it's just uh, there was there was like when we were talking about it uh, talking about stuff you know it was saying things that I genuinely had no sort of answer to. And instead of just blindly sticking to my ideological positions, it's just like acknowledging, I, I actually, I'm not sure. I don't know that. Mm. I don't know the information. So I can't say definitively like mm. yay or nay to what you're saying. Yeah. I'll just, I'll take your word for it just for the sake of the conversation here. Or even just being like, just, yeah, just yeah, saying, like, cool. I, I don't know, but yeah, all right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'll, you're I'll go trying to understand these points. each other. That's it. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's validity there. And if, if you've got a sound, if you're coming from a sound, uh, you know, foundation. Well, if you've got something to back it up with, usually. What you know, you've mean. actually thought about it. You're not just regurgitating top, like, points yeah. that, you know, that the, the, really the media is bloody putting out there yeah. and planted and all that kind of shit, you know? You so think, You think for yourself you have your own. That's it. Um, and I, I love, it was, anyway, it was just really bloody, it was really, really awesome. So, um, to have that sort of conversation and, yeah, I think to kind of get back to what we're saying, like for us sitting here having these conversations and we're sort of in our, in our kind of bubble and yeah. sharing ourselves and sort of like bleeding here on the microphone a little I bit. I always forget that like- It's just, su- it's, it's, it's it creates such an interesting, yeah. Especially yeah. the last hundred episodes, like things that we've recorded, I often forget that it's out there in the world. Yeah. That it's out there for others to listen to, like the the heartbreak, the pain- the tears tears oh, <laughs> that's the whole point yeah yeah but like i don't i don't mind i don't mind it because it's real it's raw everyone cries everyone has that well i mean you know but it's like it's just that human the yeah. human part of us but you know it's i, I like at the time i was like oh, i'm so embarrassed to cry again and, but really if you think if i think about it and i reflect that is like the process of life you, you need to cry you need to get angry mm. you need to get passionate you need to make mistakes. You got to look like a fool sometimes. It's the only way that you can actually change course. I look like a fool a hundred times. Like, you know, I call myself an artist. I'm an artist now. Oh my gosh, I'm an artist. Like, how ridiculous! And I'm like, but you know what? It's not that I'm not. It's just I'm not a professional. I don't sell my art. I have artistic abilities. That was an actually. Uh, so the, one of the guys that was that's um, started listening. Yeah. He asked if you've put your work up in a ga- in galleries. Oh. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, so much water has flowed under the bridge <laughs> since like, those early episodes. Mm. And then like it was just, and then sort of explaining that like your mm. your art is not an end in itself. It's it's a it's a means for you. It's part of a particular. And he'll process. learn that in the yeah. 90, 
eighth episode. I literally said, I'm like, we chop and change so much. Like, it is a mess. Life, yeah, is, it's like, it's, it's, it's all mess. such a mess, but it's a, it's a beautiful mess. Yeah, but everyone's life's like that. And capture, like, it's like if you start recording your own life like that, record for an hour, record yourself for an hour and talk about your day and what you went through, like what we do. Yeah. If you do it for yourself, is for you, listener. Like, if you do it for yourself, you'll have exactly the same thing. You'll notice how many times you have to kind of be like, oh, I've got to catch myself. Mm. I've made a mistake. I fell over again. I'm angry today. I'm sad today. I'm like everything's funny today. Yeah. Um. You know, we're talking about farts at some point. Like, yeah. you know, life is full of it, and that's what that's what like that's what makes life full. Yeah. All of those experiences because that's the human experience. We have the whole emotional scale, mm. like to to enjoy. Yeah. Regard like we need to feel anger so that we can get it out of our bodies and feel the passion of something, or you know, get the rage out of our bodies so we can see what we're what's really true. And sometimes to be so lighthearted and laugh at yourself, like I just laugh now at everything that I've done. It's just it's hilarious. Yeah. Because I think you know, I was really trying. I was trying to do something yeah. a lot of times and I failed <laughs> and it's hilarious. I'm like, I probably sound, and I'm like, I don't like kind of feeling like I'm flaky, but I'm like, no, because over the, this time I have learned through my human design, I kind of keep bringing it up, but it's like, I am supposed to make mistakes, which means now I can, because I know that now it like, and it's something that helps me. I, it might not help everyone, but it helps me to to know that my mistakes are my greatest learning experiences mm. for me personally. People don't you don't always have to make mistakes, but I have to make some mistakes. I make mistakes a lot. I've never made a mistake, personally. No, you're perfect. I am. I'm perfect. <laughs> it, it's that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? I just had the oh image God. of um. Like like when you, you step on a banana peel and then slip and do a perfect backflip. And <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you liked it. I'm so joking. Yeah. It's, it's me slipping and falling on my face. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, sorry. But, yeah, I know. I'm not trying to thought. Um. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now I've got in the head, my head that gif or that, that reel of the – it's like the, the perfect accident, the perfect – way to crash or something and there's a motorbike they're on a freeway and the guy has obviously got a, a road camera and he hits someone he gets hit by uh, a car so i don't know how i don't know which way but he flips and lands on his feet on the car in front of him and i think he just went whoa what yeah. has just happened this was awesome <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he got caught on like a, a car like camera dash cam, yeah. dash cam oh my god so the banana peel that had that kind of popped up in my head yeah. But, you know, obviously we're going to move on now from the conversation because it's gone. Oh, sorry. You're not. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I don't mean to try. Was... No, it's all right. It happens. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's pick up sort of where we quickly diverted from. You quickly diverted ago. me from. Go on. Going down the track of saying that that uh, you being very firm and sticking to your guns with how you want this pregnancy and the birth mm. and stuff to play out and – and having actually that support there and be like, yeah. like good on you. Like it's, mm. it's like it's not not only good on you for what you're doing, but also for just sticking so adamantly to it. Like this yeah. is what you want. Does and and not having the kind of questions and the kind yeah. of you know what feels like judgment for sure. Yeah. Have you have you sort of felt much of that yet? Because it is obviously it's an alter home birthing is an, is at in today's society it's an alternative it's an alternative birthing option it is more popular but yes it is the the alternative 
Um, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's not, not as common. It's not as common, but it, it's becoming it's more becoming, popular, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, especially... You've um, gone down a lot more rabbit holes than I have. So. Yeah, well, because of... Especially because of COVID, there's a lot of COVID in the hospitals mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of sickness in the hospitals at the moment from the last two years. Home birth has risen because yeah. of that, that women don't want to have their babies in that environment. Right. And that's, that's fine. Um, and so that's... Yeah, that that's that. Pretty much that's all it is. I assume it's probably <laughs> also... Uh, in it, like lack of access, maybe poor access. As well, there's not. There's, yeah, there's probably less space, less room. Yeah, that's it. There's um also probably personal preference as well in mm. terms of like the way uh, the healthcare system is kind of seen at the moment. How um it from any kind of point of view, you could just know, you can just see that it things are changing. Um, and for me, I've lost a lot of trust. Not that I was really one to kind of go to the hospital and get when and go to the GP all the time when I was sick. I yeah. very, very rarely did that anyway because I was. I've always kind of been a more holistic, have had a more holistic approach to my health and my body and my everything, especially since I kind of uh, work not work. Um, I experienced depression and I kind of moved through that. And after that, I was into mindfulness. And from then, I was, I was 22. So from, from, from nearly, for nearly a decade, I've been more holistic. Or you've been more natural, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, not, you, yeah. You're not, you don't use pharmaceuticals. You don't go to pharmaceuticals I don't. For, I don't. No. for pain relief. No, I don't. I, like re, I, it's more of a, um, an energetic and spiritual approach. Um, so with mindfulness, breathing meditations, Yoga, mindset work, mindset, well, right? a lot of mindset work. You know, I was obsessed with Tony Robbins for a while. He really helped me just kind of drilling those things. And even though I didn't even really not understand it all, listening to it really helped. Those motivational um, uh, videos on YouTube, yeah. I would run to them, just just drilling it in my head. Even though I didn't understand it all, it felt good. And I'm like, this is how I want to live my life. And I kind of just kept going, kept going, kept yeah. going. And then the next thing kind of came and then the next thing happened. And then next minute I was into energy medicine and then, um, you know, energy healing. And then that kind of, you know, like it, I, it all helped. Mm. And then human design and then astrology and it all was part of, so like that's my way of healing mm. <laughs> to really understand myself on that level, on those levels and thinking about why things matter, like a lot of meaning. Like what, what, why am I in pain right now? Like, well, I'm stressed. Okay, well, how can I de-stress and then ease the pain? And that that's how I approach my health. It's a very it's a very sort of personal uh, personally empowered approach to your own health because one of the things I really noticed when I was at uni, right, and I'm studying this, and I'm just think just generally thinking about my place in the whole healthcare system and in this whole world, right. And again, this is just my view. I'm not denigrating the entire institution or anything like that. This is just my personal perspective, and I'm not absolutely not having a dig at anyone who's in the healthcare system or anything like that. You know, wonderful people have done it and just continue to do an incredible, you know, like God's work kind of stuff, mm. right? And it's it's not for me, right? But there's certain things that I noticed while I was at uni and becoming educated and, and becoming sort of like a the, the next sort of generation of, mm. you know, workers in that system is I just sort of really noticed how it's built upon where it, it, it's like a, it's, a, it's more of a systemic thing. It's not like a... It's not that it's a it's 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 how you want it to be whether you want it to be that way or not as an employee it's just the way that it is. Yeah. It's disempowers the patient a lot because it takes the responsibility for their healthcare and I think even when we're at uni they were trying to impress you know like having the patient involved and having patient centered care and all that sort of stuff so that they're involved in their own healing process 
But generally speaking, there is a significant reliance on the healthcare system for your own health. Mm. So as opposed to it being basically your responsibility to maintain your own health, it sort of becomes, it's okay, you do what you need to do and, you know, we'll be here to essentially pick up the ball for you and your health mm. down the track, right? And there, obviously there's a place for it and it's incredibly necessary. Yes, yes. Uh, but generally speaking, I think first and foremost, you as the person are your primary, you're your primary primary health practitioner, right? Yeah. As, it, you know, instead of it being a GP that's your primary health practitioner, it's you and the choices that you make, your lifestyle choices, mm. the, your diet and your exercise and your mindset. So all those types of, all those elements that make up you, your, your physical health, your spiritual health, mm-hmm. your emotional health, all that kind of stuff, right? First and foremost, y- they are hands. your responsibility. It's in your hands, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time in the healthcare sort of system, it seems to, it seems to take that responsibility mm. or it's, it's, it's there and it exists and there's an idea of it that we can willingly give it up yeah. to them. And you become a very, you can become very disempowered as a, as a patient mm. in the sort of, in the healthcare system. Mm. And me noticing that I start, I'm thinking, I'm like your own healthcare, it's, it is your responsibility but it's also you're the one that's living. You're the one that's experiencing your life right now. So it's and no you one must else must have some control. No one else, right? So you have you have control over. There's a lot of things you do have control over. Yeah. And it's how how can you first take your own steps to mm. ensure better health outcomes, or that you have better health in general. You know, like pre- preventative, preventative, taking personal, making personal lifestyle choices to prevent you know, potential illness from occurring. Yeah. And even if there is illness, you know, what responsibility or role do you have primarily to, in mitigating it or reducing it? Obviously, obviously there is a place for for pharmaceuticals, yeah. for healthcare, going yeah, and absolutely. seeing a GP, going and seeing an osteo, going and When you and have an accident, absolutely, and, you know, absolutely you got a bone a place popping for out of your leg. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Yeah. But my, my biggest thing was just the, the, not biggest thing, it was one of, there was a many one different factors, but yeah. this was something I really noticed was that, it was it was as an institution either i don't know if people have an idea of it and then willingly give up their the power over their health to their idea or whether or not it is actually a systemic thing where the system kind of robs the mm. the users of it its patrons its patients mm. of their power in that process and so for me just just noticing that i'm like okay i'm not really comfortable with with that kind of dynamic yeah. because i believe that you should take the power first and foremost. It's not the power for your healing is not in my hands. I'm here to help facilitate yeah. better health outcomes for you. But yeah. ultimately, what it's you, it's yeah. up to you. Yeah. It is completely up to you whether you get better here or not. You can continue coming and back, coming back and seeing me if mm. I if I'm a practicing osteopath. Yeah. But if you're While not actively you're doing, yeah. if you're not actively making your own adjustments in the meantime, nothing's going to change. I'm just going to keep taking your money. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to cut you off because that's not how it works. No. <laughs> but if you're going to continue, you know, if you want to pay the money and continue having sessions with me, then. But not looking after yourself. But while not you're making, yeah. During no, the day, the rest of the day. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that um, to me was a big one. And you've been listening to a lot, right, mm. on that and, and, you know, even speaking to some people. About Especially about. Disempowering. Um, disempowering the woman um, in labor. Mm. Um, there is. I don't know if it's just because I'm pregnant now and hearing it or if it's actually skyrocketed Um, because it looks like I think from 2020, 2021, sorry, home birth went right up and it's at the highest it's ever been. Um, And 
I had some questions because I did my own observation about the women around me who've had babies recently in the last 12 to 20 months and all of them were C-sections. Now, I would say like maybe two would have been understandable. I don't know the details. I don't know all the ins and outs of the others, but from what I've heard, it didn't sound like, and from what I've also heard from, um, there's um, pages that I follow on Instagram who are very passionate about this. And there was a, a story, uh, what do you call it? Like a story. It's like the, like whoever runs the page, like yeah, posted, ask, a, posted, posted a question. A question. What was your, what, um, how did it, um, it was like, what was your, what was your experience? Or like, what lie were you told or what yeah, bullshit well, were you, were yeah, you well, fed you, yeah. while you were pregnant? While you were pregnant or in labor and or in labor. And then you can, as the person who's interacting with the story, you can type the answer. Yeah. And then the person just posted, posted all the answers. It, yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like a feed thing. So it's like an ongoing story. Yeah. Ongoing feed, story. Yeah. Right. And there was first, you know, like five and they were very similar to also the experiences that the women around me have had. Yeah. Just like, uh, um, like the timing, they they you can't, can't like it's like it's been too long or they 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 literally um, put a timer on at some points. One of them said, or I heard somewhere else, like they literally started a timer um, when I was in because then like as soon as you hit that timer, they're like, okay, it's too long. We got to get you in prison. You mean like, from when labor started? From to- what whatever. I don't know what I don't know what the details are, right. but they started a timer. Can't start a timer when it comes to birth. The baby comes when it comes, and that's for you to like for you to be calm and try to you know ease the baby out without complication as pos- as much complication as possible. And you have to kind of feel if you know that you can't. If you've like um, there was a story today I was listening and she was in labor for two days and she was getting really exhausted by the end of it. She was like, she's getting exhausted. The baby's getting exhausted, and I don't know what all the details were again, but she ended up having to go to hospital, and I'm, I. By the sounds of it, it sounded like she would have had a C-section just because of the exhaustion. Because I don't think it, I don't think there was another way of doing it. So those things, obviously, there are situations and circumstances. However, there were so many that were like my GP told me that home birthing is dangerous. Um, I got told that if I go past forty weeks and don't have a cesarean or induced labour. I will kill my baby. My baby will die. And I will be responsible for the death of my they were they're about out of the There was a lot. There was a lot. They kept coming and coming. You, you know, at the top you can see how many stories. Yeah, yeah. I, you can't like couldn't dots. even see those dots. They were dots. They were not bloody lines. dots. They were yeah. not lines anymore. They were dots. And so many of them had that exact and I'm like, that I just can't even believe that there was also a lot where it was like the the baby is uh that they said that we have to induce because the baby's this big yeah, and you're big. you're not big enough to be able to actually yeah. birth this thing so yeah. we have to induce you and because the baby's 10 pound and, and then the baby's born and it's fucking half pound. half the weight that they said seven it was. pound yeah there was a moment she goes <laughs> um <coughs> so many it was shocking it was and these are everyday women this wasn't this was a poll by everyday women this wasn't a poll by you know I, I don't know. Because <laughs> you know, look, look, up. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate. Of course you will. I'll play devil's advocate here, and I'll just, well, I'll, I do. Oh, they've got a bias, right? Of Is course. That what you're saying? Well, yes. No, 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 no. But I'm also saying, also from the from the the healthcare perspective, right? I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not part. I'm not an obstetrician. Mm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Obviously, mm. I I studied I studied osteopathy. I yeah. never actually went into the field after I graduated. 
but you know, just just sort of from what I, I kind of obviously picked up from my time at university is a, a few different things to kind of think about. And and I think one of them is when it, especially when it comes to the idea of informed consent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's that anymore? Am I right? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> But with with any sort of treatment option, so any time you've, you've gone to a, a healthcare provider mm-hmm. and they're looking to provide you with some kind of, you know, obviously apply a treatment modality on you or yeah. just, you know, treat you with something, they have to, essentially, they're supposed to provide you with, this is the re- this is what I'm going to do, this is why I'm going to do it, yeah. this is the risks associated with what it is that I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, but these are the benefits that I propose. Yeah. And so on a cost-to-benefit analysis, this is why I want to do it. Uh, these, if, you, if you're not comfortable with it, there are alternatives and these are the alternatives and then sort of the same sort of deal with them, uh, sort of what's involved and uh, maybe a couple of other things, but this is what's essentially, um, this is why I propose we do this essentially. And then it gives the power back to the patient to say, yes, all right, go on and then you can proceed, right? So from that perspective, it's sort of a systemic thing there where any sort of, if any any kind of healthcare situation Right in that setting, you're supposed to essentially provide the patient, educate the patient on the the broad range of possibilities when it comes to healthcare outcomes that that they are faced with when they're in that situation. There, so it's it's actually probably an obligation that's placed upon the healthcare provider, be it the doctor, the obstetrician, the nurse, or whatever, to say things like that. To say mm-hmm. this has because it's happened before. I have to tell you, I have to inform you of this. Yeah, and obviously they're going to form their own opinions based on their own experiences, mm-hmm. and obviously whatever literature they've. Uh, encountered and you know that they might be more forceful when it comes to perspectives like after this period of time it's a risk to the baby's health so we have to sort of do this yeah and so i I will just i'll vouch for that and i'll say that that it's it's part it's it's it is part of the obligation of doing it so that Mm. you can fully inform the the patient and make sure the patient Mm. has a has a proper idea of the risks associated with anything that they choose to do so obviously, there's also going to be the doctors, but the personal provider's bias yes. too that's going to associate with it. The other thing to contemplate as well is we live in, I think, a very litigious society, where it's like we're gonna we're gonna litigate. I've you know you've you've done something to me, and I'm you know yeah it's fucked me up. So yeah, I'm suing because like damages and sure. all that sort of stuff, right? So it also kind of legally covers covers your ass as well there's like a <laughs> to say yeah, i yeah, have I provided it. you with all this information so so that so that if any of it happens mm-hmm. i'm covered and if and if you choose to act according to what you want and yep. against what i want then hey i've told you i've covered my bases so there's that sort of there's both those elements to yep. sort of consider as well so i'll just play the devil's advocate i'll put that out there because yeah i mean i i, I don't agree with a lot of it mm-hmm. but i can i can still understand having been educated and gone through that through whole the, the, process yeah, that I can absolutely is, understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But also, yes, but now having said that, I disagree with a lot of it and I think a lot <laughs> of it is fear peddling and yeah. I think there is a genuine agenda against home birthing and all that, all that sort of stuff. Natural birthing, Natural vaginal birthing. birthing. There seems to be some Honestly, kind of, it's, it's a yeah. thing. It's not even um, – someone said that uh, she goes – my doctor or midwife or medwife, I think there's, there's two, midwife and medwife are different. And um, she said that the doc or whoever said she's too fat to have a baby yeah. or her vagina is too fat or whatever to have a baby. Like just things like that. I'm not, I'm not even, even, doesn't matter what they said, right? It's like it's the woman, the trauma that's created in the woman and the, the power that's taken away, you're too fat to have a baby. 
Like the baby's already growing in you and you're probably at like 36 weeks and you're like, so what, now what? I was planning to have a natural birth and now you're telling me I'm too overweight. Like and God knows how really big she was mm. um, and all of that stuff. It doesn't matter. Even when you're in labour and you're doing that consent thing, uh, depending on when as well, some of them was last-minute timing when they're in labour. I haven't been in labour before, but I can, I've can. i heard enough women say, you you, you are not, you are not, you are all over the place when you're in labor. you got something going, like there, your body yeah. is going through something when you are giving birth. There is no, you cannot rationalize with a woman in labor when she's going through, she's like, she's in pain, she's pushing, she's stressed and she's trying to be calm and then you're telling her that if, for whatever, all these things that are taking her power away. And then she's going to get fed up. With, there was a couple of women who were like, I had to get fed up because they kept telling me and telling me and telling me over and over and over again. And she's like, all right, fine, just do it. Because it all of that stress in that environment, I can't imagine what that would feel like. Even listening to them, I was tensing up in my yeah. body because I'm, I'm, I know that's not my... Um, not my environment at all. And I know that I'm not going to do well and my baby's not going to do well in that environment. That's me personally. I'm not saying that everyone should have a home birth. Absolutely not. You need to have the birth and th- that you feel safe in. And the, the pregnancy, that's it. You need, to feel, you need to feel comfortable in anything. Doesn't matter what yeah. you, like, I don't I don't care if you're for, go, do it. If you feel safe there, do it. Because that is the best place for you to have a beautiful baby and to have your baby the way you want it. And for me, I, I want a home birth because that's going to make me feel safe. I'm going to have, what, three people, wait, one, two, three people at my birth, you and my two midwives and maybe my doula because I know, I know my stress levels and I need to have a calm environment, especially mm. when I'm stressed. And I usually have to remove myself from, from people when I'm stressed because I have to clear my energy. I have to ground myself again. So when I'm in labour, I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to be like, but I damn well know that I'm not going to want about 100 people in the room or even five people in the room that I don't know and or that, you know, uh, like those that I do know and it's just too much. Yeah. Because I get too much. Too oh, quickly. you're very obviously you, you you're very good at absorbing the energies that are nearby. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. So it's the less energies around me in that environment, the better. Mm. I've done that for, through my own self, or like my self care, the the personal development that I've done. I've understood how I, why I take on um feel why I feel the next person's like the person that's sitting next to me their sadness. Why when I'm watching a movie, I can like absorb like I can literally absorb all of their pain that they're going through. Yeah. I can you know. That's just part of my design. I can do that and I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. But I've had to find a way to be like, okay, well, because it's obviously what an empath is. You can feel someone else. That's why I'm very good when it comes to that and people come to me because I have that ability to understand and like even that feeling. And I know I um, it, it's kind of like I know how to navigate it. I'm like told how to navigate through it and help the person because I'm an outsider but I can still feel and connect and I can guide that person out of it usually like it's it's like you know I can't really necessarily do it for myself all the time but I've had to learn I've had to learn how to do it for myself and that's by me protecting my energy making sure that I understand that I absorb everything around me and I need to make sure that my guard is up that I am you know I'm grounded I'm in my power I'm, I'm confident and then if I find any if my heart's beating too quickly or if I'm a little bit anxious i got to wait another five minutes, settle myself, and then 
and go in. Otherwise, if I go into any kind of room, doesn't matter even if it's fine, and I'm not prepared, energetically prepared for it. This is just me because not everyone has to do this. This is just how I've had to kind of, I'm or how I need to um, strengthen, strengthen me, like that part of me, just recognizing what I need to do because it's going to come second nature for sure. I'll be able to hold that like longer and longer. And I do, I can hold it. Even when I'm in a room, I can do it while I'm there in a room and or wherever I am, even when we're out. And I'm like, there's like today was a kind of a shocking experience. And I had to find a way to kind of be okay and protect myself in a really unusual way. And because I know, like I could feel the fear, I could feel danger, I could feel it all. And I knew something wasn't right. We might as well share that now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I guess true. Um, I was at Airport West today and there was – a couple of, I don't know how many actually, I only saw two of them, um, but then there was another gang. They were all, they were having an up, they were arguing, fighting, beating each other up or one of them was, the gang was beating these two boys up for for whatever reason. I don't know what the full context was, but one of them had a knife and they were in the car park and I had just gotten out of my car and there were a few other people in the car park as well and it was just it was such a weird experience and um yeah, the, the two boys went into the shopping centre and um, the others, the gang didn't go in because they were actually trying to protect them. I think they were trying to stop them from going in. You're saying in, gang, but you don't know if they're a gang. I don't know. You it's don't not know. a gang. It's just a group. It was a group, a group of people. You don't know the context. Yeah. I don't know the context. They, they were not a, not a bad gang either. They were a group of guys that were, I think, I, I uh, by just observing both and what they all looked like and how they were acting and behaving, and the fact that the two had, um, well, at least one of them had a knife and um, they, the others didn't, but they obviously were trying to stop them. Really weird. I don't, that's all I could c- catch from the short kind of period of time. It was kind of a blur, but the, what I was, oh my God, I, I can't even, I couldn't really explain like what just happened. Like I got back in the car and I kind of like, actually I went into Harris Scarf and I kind of felt like I wanted to cry because I was holding in, something like all that oh it's terrifying like it's terrifying. Just, you don't scared out of the ordinary yeah, you don't no, expect I, it. I had no idea what to do i was yeah. just frozen i'm standing there and pregnant and i'm pregnant which was like i'm like i don't know what to do where do i go and i'm like but i don't want to do anything too weird or like i don't want to run i don't want it because that's just stupid so i just kind of froze and i'm i'm looking and there are a lot of people looking observing and um they ended up going into the shopping mall and the others didn't. They didn't follow. They're like, don't, don't take it in there. Like, we'll just. I think they ended up calling the cops. And then there was like the security and the cops running through them, um, the food court and finding them. It was just I could feel the day. I'm like, there was something different. Even like when they started, when I heard the brawl, um, when I got out of the car, there was something different about it. I'm like, it wasn't just like a oh, the just boys just doing their. I'm like, there's something really wrong here, mm. and it's danger. And I didn't know how to be and I was like, I don't really haven't really been in that situation for a very long time. And, um, yeah, being pregnant too, I was like, whew, like my, my senses were heightened. I didn't know what to do. I was moving very slowly, everything kind of slow motion. And then like the boys, they, cause it, like, they were probably like two meters away from me as they were walking into the shopping center and they like, they were looking at, they looked at me and then I looked at who was looking and it was just, horrible energy Mm. and I could feel I could just feel it 
and and I got into her scarf I'm like okay and I'm looking for what I'm trying to think and I'm like I could like I actually like exhaled I couldn't like I didn't actually I couldn't I didn't actually calm myself before I didn't know what kind of state I was in and I'm like to hold my chest I had to kind of stand there for a minute and catch my breath and Anyway, I ended up finding what I wanted very quickly and I got back in the car and I again I just was like <sighs> took a deep breath like it was it was really and I didn't realize I'm like that was really that was that was terrifying. Yeah, for that sure. That was really scary and even though nothing really happened then or yet or whatever, I you know, I was there, I was in and amongst it. Yeah. And then I got home and on the news there was a stabbing at Water Gardens and there was stabbing at another shopping center. Yeah. I'm like there was three, but a potential third stabbing today. Yeah, at shopping centers. At shopping centers, and I was, and I'm not going to go into it, but it's like that was because I thought I'm like for sure this is going to get on the news, but I'm like no, no one was there, no like no cameraman obviously because they were probably at the other shopping centers or whatever. I don't know, God knows what. We'll probably hear it tomorrow. But it's it was just such a terrifying and weird experience that. You know, I I've, I felt like danger before, and there was one time, but this was this was a yeah. Anyway, I got thrown off, and I could just feel that. That's how I absorbed that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I got home, and I'm like, okay, I got to just just chill. So I just slowed down. I ended up having a nap. Ended up just kind of being like, actually, in the car, I said, I am safe. I had to kind of tell myself I am safe because I was thinking about it, and then I was thinking about the potential things that could have actually happened because I didn't think of that while I was in it. I was thinking about what if, like, you know, the class, you know, you go into it. Like, I was right there. Yeah, I I don't know what state they're in and I don't know who they're attacking or who they're aiming for. or Like, I don't know what the context was, but anything could have fucking happened. And it was really weird that I was there because I actually took a lot of time trying to figure out, like, should I actually go to Harris Scarf? And I'm like, I, there was just this really weird timing of everything. And I'm like, I was obviously meant to be there for whatever reason. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But that was terrifying. And I was like, what if something had happened? I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, there were too many people anyway. But still, people do shit like that all the time with everyone. I'm like, it happened at Water Gardens. It happened at the other shopping mall. And there was, there was you know, Chris, it's Christmas shopping, late night shopping. Everyone's you know, in their shopping center and, you know, you're going through that. And then I had to kind of talk myself out of it and was like, no, I'm safe. I'm here. I'm in the car. I'm holding the steering wheel. I am safe. I'm calm. There's blue sky for like five minutes and then there was a thunderstorm. But, (laughs) and uh, I had to keep saying, I am safe. I'm safe. My baby's safe. And I'm safe. And I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm here. I like really bringing myself back to the present. So I wasn't overwhelmed in that energy. So I know that, you know, I know what kind of environment I need to be in order where I thrive in and where I don't thrive in. I'm very, like, sensitive to energies, but it's in a good way because I can assess danger, I guess. Now I'll know that. That's going to be mm. my, um, I was going to say vocabulary, but what's the other one? In my toolbox. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, it's... It's good, like, obviously that's just a, that's an example of obviously where you've absorbed energies from like a very, yeah. very, very real situation experience, very mm. um, potent experience that you kind of had today. And obviously it's good to kind of highlight the point of being, how easily you can sort of absorb and take on mm. sort of those energies around you. And I guess bringing it back to birth, it's birth, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's that you want, you want to kind of, 
mitigate those external pressures. And, and yeah. for you, as obviously being an incredibly sensitive person to those kind of things, having too many people around you in, in that Such moment. A vulnerable of, state I was about to well. say yeah, vulnerability right. and, uh, you know, stress. It's kind of obviously having, yeah, having that extra energy around is just going to kind of heighten that stress and pressure yeah. and probably, you know, send you into some kind of overdrive and send you into, yeah. you know, more stress than otherwise is necessary. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's incredibly natural and it makes sense for someone like you to want to have minimise the amount of people present and also to have it in an environment that you're really comfortable and feel I'm safe thinking, in. And yeah. if this is, it's a, it's, it's, it's only, it makes sense that this is the environment that, you know, you want to give birth in and, and it's, it's not necessarily like that for everybody, of course. No, and, no. But, but it's just a bit, it's to be able to set your side on this experience and go, this is exactly what I want to happen. This is what I want. This is what I've always wanted, yeah. but this is this is what I've deemed to be, you know, the the necessary the route for me yeah. to go when it comes to being pregnant. Because this was even before you found out you yeah. know, you were pregnant. Oh, I was going to do it. There was anyway. a plan anyway, right? Yeah. And it's just the way that you're naturally sort of inclined to mm. go into and sticking to that now. Because it's one thing, obviously, to say this is what I want to do and this is how I want things to happen and this is the decision I would make mm. if I was in that situation, yep. theoretically or hypothetically. Always. Yeah, it's always. And then when thing. you're actually confronted with the situation. It's going to You've got to like battle and overcome that that instant urge to get, flee to the to safety sink, yeah. of the crowd yeah. and go. What does everyone else do? Yeah. What okay? Like yeah. Okay. Like when you say I can't do it, I can't do, it. and that's very common. So. Well, you go okay. I'm pregnant now. This is really significant. Obviously, <laughs> a lot of people, obviously throughout throughout history, have gone through this experience. Right. We're, we're continuing yeah, to perpetuate the species, <laughs> and so it's like okay, I'm, I want to do something that is currently against or different or alternative to the mainstream way of kind of going about this whole thing. So but that's not consciously. I just always wanted to do it. Yeah. But I'm just saying that yeah. when you're actually in the experience, in the experience it's different yeah, though. Yeah, right. And you yeah. have that initial kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, it's, like, like go and get the scans, go yeah. and get the ultrasound, going and doing all the checkups mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, right? That's not actually a natural part of the, you know, your the general process. perspective on what you want. Yeah. And if it would actually be totally um, the opposite. Opposite. It would be fleeing to the, like I said, the safety of the crowd, the yeah. safety of what everyone normally does. does yeah. Because in this, if, in this time. If you say no to it and you stand out and something goes wrong, well, you kind of have to bear the brunt of, of, that you have to wear, you bear the consequences all on your shoulders, right? Yeah. But if you do everything the way everyone else did it, the responsibility is diffused, mm. and it's like I just, I just, this is, this, I just did it. You know, it's not my, it's, it, you know, everyone did it. You know what and I mean? Like, well, why don't you just do what you wanted to and do? And so there's a, diffu- a there's a diffusion of any negative consequence upon yeah. you know amongst everyone who sort of went in it. But if you stand out like what we're doing with you know the home birthing yeah. and going through a process that's basically going to be void of scans and uh-huh. those more you know normal I guess ways of going through pregnancy is yeah I mean it, it's like if there is any negative outcome or if there is any consequences associated with it it's entirely upon our shoulders yeah and we stand and out the thing is it's like it's I mean, I, we already stand out don't we not um, yeah. the thing is though the preparation <coughs> for it is I think the most important part it's not like yeah I can I can plan for you know July I can plan for it I can imagine it in my mind and go through all the details but it's it's not enough to just have that I know I know that I know well, I've known from experience and you probably heard on the podcast that you know you can always say that you want something to go a certain way oh. and life just throws you into yeah right so yeah. what do you have to do you know okay this is what I want how can we how can I achieve that now am i right now doing everything 
if if I continue to go the way I'm going now, would I achieve that? And it's like, well, no, because um, I don't know how to how to do those deep breathing. Um, I don't know how to breathe while I'm in labor. So I got to learn it. And that's why I've got a doula and that's why I've got a midwife. So I can have those, I can have that preparation for a, um, a fully empowered birth and to, and to practice it and to exercise, make sure that I'm fit for it, to make sure that I'm eating well, to make sure that my mind is ready for it and being prepared, as prepared as possible. I'm not saying that I'm not going to go to hospital and nothing like something's not going to happen. I'm not saying that, but I'm just not going to put it out there to be the, the first thing. They'll be like, oh, we'll get a scan, so you make sure that everything's okay. Like That's not why I'd get a scan. I, for, for, really, it's not why I get a scan. I'm not even, it's not even the first thing that occurs to me, really. I, I know I'm fine. I know the baby's fine. I can, I can like, not being, uh, living, like, this uh, in tune with my body for so long I am now more in tune with my body I can feel I can feel the baby I know it's okay it's it responds to me when I I, I can feel that well the, the two main reasons it seems to me that you'd go and do all the tests and the scans and get all, everything done is is obviously the one that stands out like dog's balls is oh, that well no, no no the reason why you oh, do sorry, it reason, yeah. is so yeah, you could you could pick up on if there's something wrong right mm-hmm. and then obviously if you know that there's something wrong well then what do you do with that information and sure. do you you know, maybe there's maybe there's treatment options now they can actually do in utero, you know, sure. if there's something wrong, maybe they can fix it in the womb, who knows? Yeah. And so maybe if you were able to diagnose those kind of issues, they could fix it yeah. and the baby necess- wouldn't necessarily be born with some kind of dysfunction. So I'm not really sure, but let's just putting that to the side, you'd go, okay, there's something wrong. And if there is going to be some kind of dysfunction, well, then the option becomes do we terminate the pregnancy so that we don't go through and, and have a, a child that is, oh God, what's a nicer word than defective? You know, like having yeah. a child that's not dysfunctional has some kind of disability. Yeah, that's, right. sorry, that's a better way of putting it. <laughs> um, oh, that's okay. You know, you don't have you don't have a child with a disability. Yeah, you know, or you're going to keep it, right? And if you've got those two fundamentals, you take the scan to figure out if there's something wrong. If there's something wrong, well, uh, would you abort? Would you abort slash terminate the pregnancy, or would you go through with it and and bring the child into the world? Yeah. And everyone's got a completely different experience and situation that's going to fuel whatever decision they're going to make. Yeah. But I mean, fundamentally, if you if you would say, well, I'm not, I wouldn't terminate the pregnancy. Yeah. This is this is what was meant to be, then- and so you know, I wouldn't terminate regardless. And then, well, you know, if, if the main thing then, the whole point of getting the scan was to find out that information, and it's kind of like regardless of whatever that information would, what result that information would give me. I would go through with the pregnancy. Well, then kind of what's the point? And then the only only other point would be, well, so that you'd know and you'd be able to prepare Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for it, yeah. That would be the only other kind of point. Yeah. Um, That I can think of. I'm not saying that that is the the definitive list of reasons. Because you know what? This is is a topic that every woman has had a different experience, right? Every woman, every relationship, every, you know, it it is. It's it's really personal. And that's why I'm like, I'm not going to tell someone um, that, you know what, I, just consider it. I wouldn't even say that, unless unless it's called unless it's asked for. But I would I would never do. Why? Because I hate when people do that to me. Yeah. I I'm like you, you. No, you don't ask a question, but you tell me how I need to. Do. Like, no, no, that's just not this. I'm sticking to it firmly, and it's probably the first time that I actually get to stick to something very firmly yeah. because it's not something small. It is life. It's creation. It's something that is living within me. It's part of me and it's ours and it's it's sacred. 
and is something it's in our control. And it's like just just trusting, like trusting your, trusting your, I your trust body, my body, trusting the baby. I've got this I've is got a consistent process. cravings, right? I've got consistent cravings. My my baby knows when to eat. <laughs> Every two hours, I am ready to eat. Whether it's a snack or just something need, needs to eat, I can feel the, the nausea every two hours. I, I, I'm that to me means I've got a pretty good, healthy. You know, I don't even know a lot, but I know in my body I can feel it. Know that everything's okay, and I need to keep saying that I'm okay as well, and being like, okay, well, how do I feel today? Sometimes I'm more anxious. I'm like, okay, well, why would I be anxious? Why would I be more tired? I'm like, I'm more tired today because maybe the baby's growing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the baby's just growing a little bit more today than it than it did yesterday, and that's why I'm exhausted. You know, why is why do I have a pain in my you know like in the early days like um, when my re- there was just pains going all over the place? Yeah, I kind of freaked out a little bit because it's the first time you're feeling it, especially when you're first time you have it, you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? But I knew that you know, nothing was wrong. It was just like something was, I'm changing. Well, your body's changing. My body's yeah. changing. Yeah, but it, it it's different to it's different feeling it to being to not experiencing it. Very different. Because I, I could say that from your point of view, but when you're in, you're like, oh, because they're so different. Your whole body's just. I think that that woman that I was listening to today as well, she was saying she goes, it's such a weird. And I, I know exactly what she meant. She goes, it's just when you're pregnant, you can't, she could kind of explain it. It's like you're different. Everything's moving differently in your body. Yeah. You are not the same. And it's like that's exactly what it is. It's like you just everything is so different. I'm not working the same. I, can't, I don't move the same way. And I'm not thinking the same. I'm, everything changes. The mm. way I think, the way I, the way I eat, <laughs> the way I move, the way all of it changes. And it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing how how much how we can actually grow life in this like how i can actually do it in my body it's incredible and it's it's something that i'm honoring and i'm making sure that i'm holding sacred and keeping sacred and not letting someone else tell me that oh you should well those pains might not be it's like they are because it's very common yeah It's, it's my everything's spreading everything's making room for this baby to grow I know that. I can just feel it in my body. I know that nothing's wrong. If there was something wrong, I feel like the pain would be here a lot longer. I would be fainting or I would be like there would be more drastic things that are happening. But I don't. I feel feel fine. I'm just kind of tired, but I guess that's kind of part of having life growing within you. And it's just these things. I'm like I trust myself. I trust myself to know that. And I have to because if I'm going to trust myself to even – uh, like give like being labor and actually give birth to this child. I'm gonna. I need to start now mm. because that's terrifying. You know, I, I watch it. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then, and then you kind of think about it and try to put yourself in that position. You're like, holy shit, that would hurt. So much. <laughs> you know, you, of course you're gonna think that. And you're like, wow, that. You know, sometimes oh, I'm actually not gonna say that. But anyway, um, I'll say it off it. <laughs> it's a bit much. Um. But yeah, it's like oh, absolutely. But like, what can I do to have that experience that some of those women they like they they prepare for? They prepare their entire pregnancy to have this be- to have this moment, this sacred moment. And it's what can I do? It's okay. Well, it's about moving my body a certain way. It's about making sure that everything's flexible 
It's not being stiff all the time. It's about, and it is it has been really hard to keep and maintain an exercise regime because my energy is up and down. It's been hot, and I've you know it's it's crazy. But I know when I I know that I need to do it. I know that I want to do it. But if I can't do that, I'm doing like I'm on I'm on the um, Swiss ball and I'm like doing just stretching or anything, any other movement that can possibly help in that area so that I can give birth in a beautiful way to, to make sure that the muscles are strong, that they're flexible enough and that, you know, whatever else has to go on to, to have a, a beautiful, a beautiful labor. Mm. Like I want to enjoy it, but I need to prepare. This is a whole thing. It's not just, Oh, you know, it'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, like I just, I'm going to have a home birth and that's it. And I'm just going to be proud and, you know, be like, no, it's going to be, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's denial. It's like, no, if you're not doing anything to make sure that everything's fine, you know, of course you're like, you know, you're going to prepare. But I'm like, I'll prepare for the worst when once I move through the good stuff. Once I have my plan set out and the way I want and how I'm um, how, like physically fit, emotionally fit, all of that, once I've done all the positive stuff, then I'll be like, okay, now we do maybe what what could go wrong. And that I'm actually going to do with my midwife yeah. and my doula. I don't do that on my own mm. because I have no idea. It's my first child. So I'm like, I'm, I'm still not going to be an idiot about it. So Of course. It's, it's touching on the necessary basis, but also, you know, doing yourself the justice and your mm. perspective and what you want, right, the justice. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're both about personal empowerment and giving the woman back her power. Absolutely. And that's I what love I love. Yeah. That's what I love about um, all these women. I don't, I don't know if... If all um, midwives are like that, it doesn't sound like it from the thing, but I'm sure that's, you know, I don't think that's a huge population, but I don't, I don't know, but that's okay. It's like it's I've manifested. I've been able to attract these women to support me because I, I know what I want. I knew what I want wanted and they came to me very easily and I knew they were right. And it wasn't like, a, I'll just, they'll do. It's like there is something about you. I know that you were going to hold my hand this whole way. And then she literally said, I will hold your hand the whole way. And then I will let go because you are going to feel so empowered Yeah. so that you will be able to do it yourself. You're going to feel confident and you are going to bring this baby into the world. You are going to bring this baby into this world because mm. you are going to have the confidence and the strength and the mindset and the all, all of it. The courage to actually do it. Like I said, it's it's it seems so transferable. All this type of stuff into the idea of then of of to kind of really kind of bring this right back into the whole money making and, and becoming financially independent. Yeah. Is that it's? I feel like this this whole thing is like it's an experience that's going to be so potent, so vivid, so intense with such a defined endpoint and such a defined measure of sort mm. of success or, you know, the achievement of what it is that you wanted. And and exactly like what you just said with the with the people that are helping us through this and empowering you to put yourself in the position so that when you're when you're there and and it's the time, yeah. you're prepared and you're empowered and you're you're who you want to be and you're yeah. you're doing it the way you want to do it. Yeah. But then transferring those sentiments and the core of a lot of that stuff into something like you know your work 
going forward, how mm. how you can set goals, financial goals for yeah. you and for us yeah. too. Yeah. How to actually set a goal, what is, you know, mindset-wise, how can we yeah. be empowered, what do we need to do to actually go ahead with it? Because like I said, we've kind of been that. scrounging around trying to, you know, figure this stuff out, yeah. right? And now we're actually having an experience that contains, I feel like, all of those. A clear goal. Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> a lot of that stuff that we've been trying to generate, right? We're having an experience where it's all there, like it's, and it's the, it's the, the template is there. Yeah. The meat of it's just slightly different. But again, it's like now we have this sort of template and we have, maybe we'll have something a little bit more, an exp- a much more uh, potent experience to draw upon that's got all these elements in it mm-hmm. and then we can take that experience and that le- the lessons that we learn from this and apply it to these other areas of our life. Absolutely, and yeah. Yeah, it's just I feel like it's enriching us in so many different ways. Mm. Yeah, so, it for is. Sure. It's really nice. I think we might. If, do you have anything else that you wanted to sort of? Not that I remember. Because we're, we're at that 110. Yep. So, we might leave it there until our next episode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Ooh, It'll be triple fun. digits. It'll be fun. The triple digit. This is the, the last. Remember when we were double digits? Oh, my God, double digits. When we first hit like yeah, 10 episodes. 10. <laughs> yeah. God, and here we are now. And I'll earn a, we'll get a badge on Podbean that'll be like, congratulations, you've published 100 episodes. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Can we wear it? No. Well, oh. um, well no. It's, it's a digital badge. <laughs> So print, it, just print it. it and post it and put it on a thing. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention too, we've, we have as of the, like posting the last episode within a day or I think of the last episode going live, yeah. have surpassed 500 downloads. Oh, yeah, on, thank on the you, podcast listeners. through Podbean. I don't, know about, I don't know about the Rumble statistics. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. How amazing. Yeah. So we, we've had over 500 downloads on our podcast. Oh. Which is really cool. That's really cool. Which is really cool. Thanks, so, guys. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. We get a badge for a thousand downloads, I think, for the downloads because you get you get a badge for uploads and and, and yeah. your uploads yeah. and and listener downloads. Sure. So yeah, I think so. We get a hundred, and then I think the next one's one fifty, and then two hundred. Oh, that's, let's that's get it, it, honey. Let's get it. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. Aww. Really cool. But anyway, we will leave it there until our next episode, which. Yes, I'm going to say will be Wednesday. Yep. And that will be a bit of fun and a longer episode and uh, entirely kind of like, – it'll just be different. It'll yep. be a fun one. Have a beautiful oh, I haven't Christmas. done yet. Yeah, I know. Okay, you're going to do that first. Yeah, and then we'll okay, – I didn't know if you were going to do that yet. I thought you would have forgotten. Continue. I'll do I'll do the dry part and then we can – Yeah, okay. If you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> our uh, – Email address is rtppcaprotomail.com. Like I said at the start of the episode, I am really, I think, looking to go forward into doing this personal finance stuff. Not a finance advisor, none of that sort of stuff. Disclaimer, it's a tool. It's what I use. Really bloody helps. I developed it based on sort of what I learned, took away from the Barefoot Investor and sort of developed it into my own kind of thing. It really works for me. And if I can pass that on to anyone else uh, for their benefit, because I know it's worked for me and I know it could work for you, uh, if you know anyone or for yourself, if you're interested, please get in touch with me and we can maybe make something work when it comes to personal budgeting, getting on top of your own expenses mm-hmm. right now, giving you a little bit more financial confidence and maybe a bit more peace of mind. But also just it's a good general way to get used to structuring and being financially disciplined. And, and, and seeing where all your money is. And seeing it all, absolutely. It is, yeah. So I love it. Anyway, if you're interested, uh, you can email that address or you can DM me directly on Instagram at logan.d.gray. And my Instagram is yuja.gray if you want to talk anything about pregnancy, home birth, um, or any, yeah, if, if you've heard anything that I've spoken about, you're curious and let's have a conversation.
Yeah, it'd be great. Also, if you like the episode, like and subscribe and, and share. share it around. Thank you. All right. Sorry, as you were. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Oh, oh, oh. Don't do that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> have a no. Have a really beautiful Merry Christmas um, with or without your families. However, you're spending it, make sure that there is gratitude for you and how far you've come and where you've come from and where you're at now. Reflect on the year that's just gone and just be grateful for for everything that. You know, you can possibly be grateful for. It's really, it's a really powerful tool. It amplifies that energy and it brings more of it and attracts more of that energy in. So we are very grateful for you, each and every one of you who takes the time to listen to us and sit with us, sit with us here and share in this space. It lights us up. Whether you're listening now or as in like the, oh, the, sure. the, the day of posting or or this is 20 years down oh, the track. This is 20 and years. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where we would have already had um, our children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, we are very grateful for you and 500 downloads, that's absolutely amazing. It's really cool. Really cool. And we appreciate you. And yes, Merry Christmas. Do you want to tell them that you appreciate them one more time? I really appreciate you. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday period. We'll be back before the New Year's. So, yeah. we're not going to wish you a Happy New Year just yet. We will do that closer to the date. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I anyway, love you. I love you. And let's have a blessed day. Yes.